Welcome to the Heartbeat for Realtors podcast, the podcast made to help realtors grow their business. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Hart, branch manager of Van Dyke Mortgage here in Fort Myers, Florida, coming to you with a guy that uh, I massively respect in the business. I'm honored that he gave me a little bit of time so he can share his knowledge with everybody. It's Rich Passanante, our assistant COO, chief operating officer. I think you're the chief operating officer, Rich. I'm just telling you. Sorry, Jeannie. But uh, Rich, thanks for being with us today, man. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I know you're a busy guy, so we won't take a lot of your time here. But um, I wanted to talk with you because we had a change come through. Um, an event happened in June and Champlain Towers fell, collapsed over at Surfside in Miami. And I think I looked at, I think the toll was like 98 people or almost you know 100 people died from that. And that event, though, has brought on a lot of changes for the condo market. And that's why I want to bring you on because this is going to go out to a lot of realtors and buyers that are looking at condos and they need to be aware of these changes that are happening. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me again. And, you know, this is a, um, I think when we all saw this happening over the summer, you know, especially those of us that worked in real estate and mortgages, especially knowing what we have to go through to approve a condo project, we were oh. just waiting for something that come out from Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or HUD that would say, you know, you are going to start needing to do extra due diligence here. And sure enough, in October, they did roll out some guidance that is effective uh, for January 1st. And this is, this is Fannie Mae though? Yep, right? this is, yep, this is Fannie Mae right now. And then yeah. we expect, you know, um, Freddie Mac and HUD, you know, they'll all have their own guidance here coming out shortly. Um, but Fannie Mae is the big one, you know, because they're kind of the industry leader in condo lending um, as far as financing goes. So, you know, pretty much when Fannie, Fannie acts first, you know, the other agencies, you know, typically follow with their own um, spin on that guidance. Yeah. And so like, let's go into a little bit of background for, for like if a, if a buyer's watching this and they're thinking about buying a condo or a realtor, maybe they're a little newer in the business or they're just looking for knowledge. Um, can you walk us through a little bit of the process before we get into the changes that happened on like, you know, why do, what, why does the HOA matter to uh, a borrower that's going to buy a home? Can you get, get into detail about that? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, when a buyer goes out and is buying just a single family detached dwelling, you know, whether it's one unit, two units, whatever it may be, you know, that, that collateral piece is evaluated on its own. You know, it's not part of a larger structure or a larger building that's required to be um, maintained by an association that, you know, needs to have, make sure that has the financial health to be able to keep up with the, the project maintenance. And then also, I mean, to somewhat the political will to keep up with the, the project maintenance also, you know, because, you know, HOAs, I mean, they're, they're voted on by the association members and, you know, it's really that HOA that determines the health and viability of the project as a whole, not just the finances. Um, so with that being said, you know, anytime somebody goes to purchase in a, a, con in a condo association or a co-op association, um, especially when it, it's a grouping of, of attached units, we have to take the extra measure of making sure that that association is um, 
you know, is viable and is doing its job. And given what's happened in, in, in South Florida down to Miami, you know, it's come to everyone's attention that, you know, maybe some of these projects that are older than 20 years, so some of these projects that were built in the 70s, 80s, we need to make sure that their HOAs have been keeping up with them, that there isn't any kind of significant deferred maintenance or structural issues that could affect basically what happened at the Champlain Towers, you know, some kind of devastation to either some part or all of the project um, that isn't just the force of nature. You know, obviously projects are covered, you know, a hurricane comes through, something like that, you know, that's kind of catastrophic coverage. Um, but just what's going on, you know, as far as just the general upkeep that, you know, could cause something like this to happen. You know, obviously down in Surfside, you know, the Champlain Towers, there were definitely code violations, um, building violations that were just ignored or just kind of overlooked by everybody. And it led to this, this tragedy that took place. And it's just, you know, again, made people that are lending on these, on these kinds of properties think, Hey, we need to do some extra due diligence here and you know we're at least going to have this be temporary in nature you know it's that's what it's being called right now it's temporary guidance oh is it okay yeah it's nothing that's been permanent but there's also been no um expiration date on it either so you know that's why you know i use temporary it's in, never in, going away so we didn't <clears> right pretty much probably right. um and maybe it's not a bad thing because you know when you think yeah. about as a, a borrower or as a buyer, you know, you go and you purchase a loan in a condo project or you purchase a home in a condo project and you take out a loan, you know, something happens to that condo project, you know, you can, your, your collateral is damaged and you can decide to walk away from that. And of course, you know, you are still obligated to repay your loan, but you don't have that, that collateral anymore. You know what's the incentive for you to keep paying you know you can just walk away from that loan and of course you know the bank can foreclose on you and that's going to have later credit implications but at the end of the day it doesn't do anyone any good it doesn't do you any good as the borrower it doesn't do the bank any good as the lender so you know that's really where we're coming from with looking at you know um doing a, a deeper dive and a further look into you know what's going on with the safety soundness and structural integrity of the of the property there yeah, and that's one thing, you know, that like if if a buyer's watching this or these these agents, the realtors with like the the buying process, I mean, you have the under the underwriting of a borrower, right? Income, credit assets, et cetera. And then normally you're gonna have the appraisal, right? That's gonna get underwritten as well. So, you know, the purchase price, the comps, all that stuff. And now when you bring in the HOA, you have another, they basically get underwritten at uh just like everything else does like they're part of the process so it's an extra layer for the lender and so people need to be aware of these steps that have to be taken and so can we get into detail about uh, a few of the changes that's that's happening yeah for sure so anytime we're reviewing a condo project you know like you said tim we have to review the borrower we have to review the appraisal and then we have to review the hoa mm -hmm. and there are different um levels of hoa review that we may need to do depending on how much down payment the borrower is making so you know there if you're a real estate agent out in the market you might have heard something called a full review versus a limited review and you know the, that's driven by how much money is the borrower putting down um, so for example in the state of florida you know if they're buying a primary residence you know it's 25 percent down if they're buying a non-owner 
owner-occupied investment property, you know, it's 30% down. Um, and that's the difference between whether we're doing a full review or a limited review. Um, the big difference between a full review and a limited review is when we're doing a full review, we're having to vet the entire financial health of the association. So we're looking at budgets, we're looking at balance sheets. Um, you know, we're asking a whole lot more questions than with, the, than with the limited review where, you know, we're asking just a couple of questions and we're relying on the appraisal um, to make the decision about whether or not the association is approvable. And one of the things that Fannie Mae has said that we need to do is, you know, you're not really going to change your review process, but you're going to have to take a deeper look at the documentation available to you and see if, that, see if there are any more questions you have to ask. So for example, when we do a full review and we're taking a look at the financial stability of the association, we're having to do things like look at budgets. And on the budgets, we might be looking for line items that are um, that reveal, you know, why is there a special assessment? You know, what is it for? You know, if it was just for, you know, improving the landscaping or painting or something like that, you know, obviously that's a non-issue. But it's for if it's for a full roof replacement, you know, that's where we're going to have to get into more questions and find out, you know, why are we doing the roof replacement? What were the implications of that? Is it just routine maintenance or is it because there was damage to the property? And you know the roof really does need to be replaced because it's there's some kind of imminent you know danger or threat there to the units or something like that. Because um, again, like we talked about before, you know hurricane comes through, you know all that stuff's covered by insurance. You know the roof is damaged because you've just been putting off replacing it. The units underneath it become damaged. The units underneath those become damaged. You know that may not necessarily be covered by an insurance claim. Um, so those are all the things that we're having to think about and consider. Um, the same thing with any kind of litigation that the association might be involved in. You know what's the nature of the litigation? If it's something having to do with, um, you know, they let's say the HOA contracted a builder um, to do a repair to the property, you know, what was the repair of the property? Did the repair get completed? We understand you're in litigation with that contractor. Is it because they didn't complete the repair properly? Are you just having to recoup funds from it? Um, did they not perform? And if they didn't, what did you do? Did you go and you hire another contractor? Um, so there's just a lot more layers of questions that we have to ask here. And then, you know, we unfortunately are left with making the judgment call as the lender you know, is this something that's considered significant or is it just considered minor, you know, routine part of upkeeping a, a project in a building? So, and that becomes like, um, how to, I want to say a pain in the, you know what, but like, you know, that it's that it, when it's that vague, you know, cause like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, if you got, if, if you make your judgment decision on it and then Fanny disagrees with it or something, well, they could fall back on us, right? I mean, a hundred percent. And since this is such new guidance, you know, obviously, I think, you know, a lot of lenders are going to probably err on the side of caution right now. Um, you know, fortunately, we do. We are a Fannie Mae Direct seller servicer here, and you know, we're in constant talks with our partners at Fannie Mae, um, even Freddie Mac, HUD, to get better clarification and push for more guidance and. Um, you know, it's something that we've been talking with Fannie Mae about for the past two months, and I'm not saying it's because of Van Dyke, you know, I'm sure a lot of lenders have been asking questions, but 
I know that Fannie Mae is going to be publishing a what they call FAQs. So they come out with these these lender letters that you know come out with these sweeping changes, and you know then people start asking a ton of questions about it. So they will publish what's called FAQs to help us, you know, make decisions every day and apply the you know give us kind of practical implications of their guidance. So you know we're looking forward to that coming out in the next couple of weeks that will hopefully clear some of it up for us and you know help us approve more condos. Um, and you know, again, I think that it's really looking at is it routine maintenance that's being taken care of, or is it something that's you know more significant because there was damage to the project or or something like that? You know, is it a matter of updating plumbing, or is it because there was a pipe burst that you know really has to be repaired? You know, what yeah. what what's going on there? Okay, so I mean, you know, uh, the budget you're reviewing that. Uh, I I want to say with a fine tooth comb, looking for some triggers in there, right? To, to make you ask more questions or not make you, but that you're looking for. Um, and then you have looking for litigation and then you want to have that explained to you. Being in litigation doesn't mean it's a dead deal, correct? Correct. Um, there are often times, listen, it's associations are big projects. They yeah. typically, you know, it's an often thing that we see associations involved in litigation. You know, it could be because somebody slipped and fell in one of the common areas and is suing the association, or um, it could be that, you know, one of the unit owners is suing the association for maybe not enforcing a regulation about there being a large dog on the property or, you know what I mean? Like it, it ranges from everything to just, you know, the smallest things to, you know, an insurance company not covering damages from a storm or something like that. Um, you know, that's one that gotcha. we just saw that we had to deny because um, actually it was it was down in south in southwestern Florida. It was in your market actually, Tim. Uh, different loan officer. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, where we had a pass on approving the association because the association was in a lawsuit. Um, with its prior insurance company about damage that took place to the property um, after Hurricane Irma to the yeah. roofing. And the roof needed to be repaired and replaced in some spots and the insurance company had refused to cover it. So, you know, in that, in that case, had the roof repair still been taken care of by the association, they were just suing its prior insurance company for damages. You know, that's something we probably could have overcome. But since the roof still hasn't been repaired, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do with that, uh, that project right now. Yeah. And so are there any other changes that come to mind that they've made? Um, there aren't any other changes that come to mind. Again, you know, it's really just taking a, a closer look at all the information available to us to see mm -hmm. if there's anything that might indicate um, any ongoing issues that are, are, significant deferred maintenance or repairs required that affect the safety, soundness, structural integrity, or even habitability, you know, of the project. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen a project that's had gross habitability concerns, but, you know, if there was any indication that the project had to be evacuated or, you know, they had to let unit owners know that they couldn't live there for a time period, you know, obviously that would have to be, you know, that's a that's a giant red flag for us. Yeah. Well, cool. Good information. So uh, listen, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here because if you're watching this, uh, this man runs 
Um, the under, you've, you've oversaw the underwriting department for how many years now? Uh, just about two, a little more than two, maybe. Feels like 10. So um, <laughs> feels like 10 to me. After but for sure. If you're wanting, so if you get a chance to talk to a realtor, like what would be a piece of advice you'd give them when it comes to uh, condos? Like maybe they're taking a listing or they have buyers out there looking and they need financing. Like what would you kind of, what would you advise them for from your experience? Um, maybe talk to some of the other people that have done sales in the project or make sure that you're talking with the HOA or finding out who that management company is and find out, you know, what kind of financing has been available to the buyers in here? Has it been conventional financing or has it been FHA financing or VA financing? Um, and if it was conventional financing, you know, was it full reviews or was it limited reviews? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's something that you could also be using, you know, for realtors to open conversations with sellers and, you know, maybe HOAs to make sure that they're up to par on what the latest requirements are. Because, you know, if I'm a unit owner or I'm managing an association, you know, and I'm just taking myself out of the, the lending picture for a minute, you know, I want to make sure that the maximum amount of financing is available for my project, because that's going to make sure that the widest, you know, pool yeah. of buyers is available. Yep. And, you know, it's going to help maintain the prices within my project. Um, so, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, as a realtor, you can equip yourself with to help talk to HOAs, you know, who, um, let's say you're having trouble selling in a unit or in a project because, you know, people can't get financing, you know, it might be, it might help you as a realtor to go talk to the HOA about it, make yourself an expert in this stuff. And, you know, maybe you get more listings out of that, yeah. or, you know maybe other HOAs might want to talk to you and, you know, you can bring your buddy, your partner, Tim Hart in here, you know, as the uh, condo financing guru and, you know, he can help, you know, troubleshoot or, you know, honestly, anything we can do as the lender to help you as the realtor or the seller, you know, make sure that the HOA is viable. You know, we, we, we definitely would like to, to look at that and help you. Yeah. Um, good advice. I like the plug too. You did good. Um, appreciate that. So uh, the one thing I will tell people, and this has nothing to do with the HOA, but this is going to be a plug because you set me up with a plug. So I'm going to go with one too, Rich, is we offer something where we can underwrite a borrower without being under contract. So if you're watching this and you're out shopping for a condo, well, one of the biggest stretches, or not stretches, stress is you're going to have is yourself being underwritten. So we can have you underwritten and approved with income, assets, credit, you know, your past bankruptcies, whatever, have it all done while you're out looking for that condo or that single family home. You make the offer on that condo and we'll call the listing agent for you and we'll tell them, hey, you know, Rich has been fully underwritten and approved by us. He's a great borrower, blah, blah, blah. We need appraisal title and on to closing and HOA approval if it's a condo. That will help you guys out a lot. If you're watching this and you're looking, we'd be happy to offer that to you as well. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about that, but Rich, you teed me up and I cannot uh, pass up on that free plug. So I appreciate that. Yeah, that is a great point. And the other thing, Tim, you know, I think you can let, make sure your real estate partners know is, hey, if you're taking a listing in an association, make sure you know who the key contacts are for that association. Yeah. To help the lender out um, as far as getting all the documentation they need to complete the review. You know, unfortunately, what we see a lot of times is we 
you know, again, as Tim mentioned, we have to underwrite the, the HOA also. Um, that's a completely separate processing arm. Um, and we need to know who do we need to contact to get our questionnaire and get all the documentation that we need to complete that review. So, you know, you as a listing agent to be prepared with that info, to hand it right over to Tim, um, you know, that that's going to be super important because I we waste days sometimes trying to chase down and track yep. down the, the right contact info. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because that doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, and also the agents can help the lender. Um, I, I don't want to say put heat on the HOA, but just follow up, you know, hey, do you, do you need anything else from the lender? Or, you know, when do we expect this, et cetera? Like instead of it's just our processing team going at this person, the mm -hmm. realtors can jump in and sometimes help with that as well if we know who the contact person is. For sure, for sure. Cool, man. You got anything else? I, I don't. That was fun. You need to do more of these. Will you do more of these with me? I, I absolutely will. Um, you know, maybe we can do an update to this one once uh, Freddie Mac comes out with its info. Okay, cool. Your wealth of knowledge. Rich, I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. Thank you for taking the time All right, uh, thanks, to, to be with us. And uh, you guys need anything from me? Let me know. Always here to help. Always here to serve. Uh, call my office. I have an entire team with me. 239-437-4278. If you're liking this or watching this on YouTube, do your boy a favor. Press like, comment if you want, but for sure, subscribe. We put out a lot of content like this to provide value to your life if you're a borrower or if you're a realtor. So again, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Rich, thanks again, and have a great day, everybody. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Rich. Bye.